When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to A Court of Fairies and Fangirls. I'm Alex. And I'm Sarah. And this is a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast where we are obsessed with her books and can't stop thinking about them or talking about them. So we figured why not record us thinking and talking about it. We're going to break down chapters, go through each book separately, go into character analysis and any thoughts or kind of theories that we have about books, characters, plots, etc. And maybe play some fun games along the way. Exactly. So welcome and enjoy. We have almost a thousand <laughs> listens. We are at over a thousand are we listens. Over a thousand? We broke a thousand. Woo-hoo! Broke a thousand. I'm so excited for us. So we're basically on our way to self-employment. Basically. Basically. Yeah. And our Instagram is popping. Looks amazing. In case you haven't checked, it's at Fairies and Fangirls. Yes. Go check it out. Go follow. It's amazing. I love it so much. I know. Um, we could have oh. never done that ourselves. No, it would be the worst Instagram <laughs> ever. It would, it would look like mine. It would be terrible. I know. But I was like, all the spring court photos, and then just like the <sighs> post for the night court, or for the, you know, the yes. second challenge. I was like, this is amazing. Oh my gosh. I was so impressed. I love them so much. Yeah, shout out to our team. Oh. Caitlin and Andy, mm-hmm. save us every day. Yes. <laughs> True story. Save us from ourselves. Because what we would do is we'd create something and we'd be like, this is nice, but it's like, it's boring. It's like, boring. that's what it would be. There's <laughs> so it would no just, aesthetic to it. It would not be visually pleasing. No. It would get information across. It would. But it would not be. No, there'd be bullet points. It would just be <laughs> the least artistic thing be ever. like point one, point two. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord. All right. So this week... We're doing chapters five through seven, Mm -hmm. and we're calling this one The Night Court. Yes. So I was so excited, or well, so excited, but so mad when we ended last week on chapter four. I know. I was like, no, what happens? I want to go. I want to know. It's like a cliffhanger. It was so hard for me to like wait to talk about this. I know. This week. I was almost like, do you want to just keep going? I know. But like (laughs) these chapters definitely all go together. So like I totally understand why we split it up where we did. Right. But it's. But it's, yeah, now now it's exciting. It's very exciting. We get to experience a new court. We get to experience more people. Mm-hmm. I just, whew, it was a whirlwind. Yeah. So do you want to start with your summary of Chapter 5? Yes. Okay. So summary of Chapter 5. I put, Resan calls Feyre's bargain before she has a chance to tell Tamlin no at the altar. Initial interactions with Reese and the Night Court are emotional, but the space and her rooms welcome her in. Mm-hmm. And this was a, like, ah! summaries. That's Sticker. very accurate, yes. <laughs> because it's like insanity is happening right now. It really is. So where we left off last week, mm-hmm. she was about to say, she was screaming no. She's like, someone help me, save me, and right. Reese appears. 
we, we obviously we don't know if she would actually you know have made it to the altar have actually said no right but the well the vibes she mentally said mentally no. yeah she mentally said no but we don't know what would have actually would have happened exactly at the wedding. and that's where this picks off so what right. are your initial thoughts for chapter five um just the way that it started off, I just loved. It says, I shouldn't have been surprised. Not when Rhysand liked to make a spectacle of everything and found pissing off Tamlin to be an art form. <laughs> <laughs> We've talked so much about how he knows how to make an entrance and how that's, like, his thing. Yeah, it really is. And so it just just the way he Similar fashion. Chapter, I was like, I just, I like, you know, how she she's so aware of it, too. It's not just, like, we as readers know fair is aware yes absolutely um and i was just kind of surprised just the whole not process but just kind of the whole event that happened with how willing tamlin was to let her go like yeah he, but, he gave up very quickly like he said good words at the beginning like no name your price right. and then he's just like take like don't hurt her yeah and it's like wait what i know <laughs> it's like i understand because the bargain's clearly been made. There's nothing he really right. can actually do. But I was just kind of surprised. Like, it was so quick. Well, he's he also was... in front of his entire court. So it's like, right. which is worse? Resand taking Feyre based off of a bargain that everyone knows about. Right. Or him, like, begging in front of his entire court to That's get true. her to stay. Yeah. And he's already, like, let's remember, he already begged to resand right. once. That was in private, though. And this is right. in front of his entire yeah, and court so we know how much he hated doing it in private so yeah that actually makes a lot more sense i forget that like everyone's watching it. everybody knows yeah, the this is the wedding <laughs> it's the wedding um something else i noticed that that was interesting is when resan showed up it said like ianthe was backing away slowly face drained of color and at one point tamlin was like let us finish the ceremony mm-hmm. and reese is like your high priestess seems to think it's over too and she had right. like totally disappeared mm-hmm. and i was like girl yeah what why are you running i know like, I understand he's intimidating. Like, people don't like him. They're afraid of him because mm-hmm. he's, he's the High Lord of the Night Court. Right. He's but the most powerful just, High Lord ever. The most powerful High Lord ever. She just bolted. Yeah. She's like, bye. Yeah. So, I don't know if she's, like, <laughs> there's, like, a specific reason on top of all those things. Right. Why she, like, ran so quickly or if it was just, you know, the normal things. Because all, all the other guests seem to be fleeing as well. Yeah. Um, so, not totally sure. Mm-mm. And it's just like it's it's in what interests me is what I'm assuming is happening, right? And and we find this out in a few pages, mm-hmm. right? Is part of the reason why he came, because he heard her right. screaming for help. Yeah. So clearly he can read her thoughts. Right. Or this bond, like she can like portray thoughts to him. Yes. Can, there's some connection between them. Right. What I think is interesting is he's not like super up front about what he heard right he's kind he's being a little like snarky because that's his nature right but he's not like no she said she wanted out and she mm-hmm. wanted help so i'm here to take her and he like right. kind of kept that to himself which i thought was interesting yeah it's nice because he could have been like granted nobody would actually know if it's true or not they right it's been like this guy but there's a bajillion people there right you don't want anybody to hear that so it was very polite of him in a way in a way to like <laughs> not bash tamlin like that yeah like and Farah, yeah so um but yeah so she takes her to the night court which with, is according to her the most beautiful place she has ever seen i'm like i remember when we got to the spring court i know and didn't she say something very similar to that she absolutely said that so how much more beautiful i know especially because it's like now you've actually seen prithian like you've seen 
truly what the spring court is, unglamored and all. Yeah. And now she's in the night court, which Oof. is the most beautiful place she's ever seen. Yeah, when she describes this place, it, it sounds, sounds incredible. amazing. I know. <laughs> like, the open, like, built into the mountainside, I open know. walls. I'm just like, that's insane. I was like, I want to go there. I know. It sounds so beautiful. It sounds really cool. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that she notices, though, is, like, she doesn't hear anything. Like, she thought she was going to be taken to, like, the night court, which what, the under the mountain was modeled after. Right. And she's like, people are going to be tortured. There's going to be screaming. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, pure silence. Yeah. Which I'm just like, okay, well, that maybe tomorrow they're going to, like, put her down somewhere, like, terrible. Or right. it'll be horrible. Um, but for now. But for now, it's beautiful, silent. Yes. Not. And Reese admits, like, that the tattoo, tattoo, <laughs> the tattoo is how he, like, heard right. what she was saying and how he's like, he's like, why are you mad at me? I, I did exactly what you asked. He's like, you should be thanking me. He basically asked her for a thank you, which, I, I mean, I, I don't want to say I agree, but I agree. I it's mean, like you, you were wanted out. You were begging someone, anyone, to come save you. Yeah. And he does. He And it's not even, like... He came in and was like, oh, Fair doesn't want to get married. Or right. this random guy that shows up and yeah. like, I love you. Or like, let me take he you He put away. it under the guise of the bargain. Right. He used the bargain. So like a legitimate excuse that he should have called in three months ago. Yep. And he chose then to make his move. So it seems, as I said, polite. I don't know if that's the right word. But it seems yeah. very polite of him to have done it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but he, oh, oh, go ahead. Nope, you're good. I was going to say, he, he really seems to know, like, what's going on with Farah, and especially because of this bond, I feel like. Mm-hmm. He says, in, like, regarding Tamlin, he says, does he ever ask why you hurl your guts up every night, or why you can't go into certain rooms or see certain colors? Mm-hmm. I was like, man, like, so, like, he truly knows, like, her yeah. despair and how broken she is, like, especially the colors thing. Like, yeah, I was like, that's it's very such, subtle. It's such an intimate, like, personal thought that she's had, and so we clearly know that he can not read her mind but like he knows what she's thinking at yeah least. and he kind of explains it a little bit like mm-hmm. there's this connection between them and it's like sometimes she can like be yelling something like down it right. and he'll hear it and mm-hmm. it's not that he's like digging around but it's almost like a side effect right it's like this. she's basically like yelling it to him like hey i can't see colors <laughs> or hey I but can't. it's because she doesn't have any control of what's going on in her mind no but, um, so at one point, yeah, so she starts, um, asking, like, are you taking me, like, to the dungeon? Right. Mm-hmm. And so he explains, he's like, this is not, like, the night court place where all of my subjects are. Mm-hmm. He's like, I like to keep, like, my personal life mm-hmm. and my job separate, which I think is kind of funny, because I almost don't imagine that no. as something that and a high lord would do. It's interesting that he would take her to his personal residence versus yes. where all his other subjects are. Right, because that also feels very intimate he like does. letting someone into your home mm-hmm. very much so right so he like promises her he's like you're just gonna be here like mm-hmm. no one's gonna touch you you're not gonna deal with anything you're just you're a guest you're a guest mm-hmm. which was not what i expected when we first created this bargain no, back in the not first at book and she doesn't expect that either mm-hmm. um he did make one comment when he was talking to her he calls her a mortal Oh, yeah. Um, like, almost just challenging her to correct him, but she doesn't. Mm-hmm. It's just, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about that. I don't know, I don't know if she knows how to feel about that either, because it's yeah. still so fresh. I mean, it's really, it's only been three months that she, yeah. she was immortal. She died, became high fae. 
don't know if she really knows how to feel at this yeah. point. Well, I mean, they talked on the mountainside at the end of Akatar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I felt like she basically admitted she was high fey then because she, does. she talks about her mortal But I don't heart. know if she's accepted it. Right. That she's truly high fey. Yeah. I can see that. Um, but the next, like right after that, I love it. So she's so angry at him. She chucks her shoe at his head. Oh my god! I was cracking up. I was like, "You're, you're this is the Pharaoh I know. Like this is the Pharaoh I yes. love. Like where I'm so glad. Like there's some energy finally. Yes. It's like even if it's the I hate Reese energy, it's, it's energy. It's something. <laughs> so it just it made me laugh. And right. his response is interesting. Um, I just I love it. Well, even before that, when he when she did the first shoe, oh, okay. his response was, "I dare you," <laughs> and I was like, "Oh." But then we got the interesting after the second shoe. Yeah. It that was a very interesting interaction. I know. Um, but then that ends with a female voice in the background saying, "So that went well." Mm-hmm. And it's like, "Who's that?" I know. I was like, "Is that his mate? Is that his Ooh. lover? Is that his friend? Is that like who's this girl?" Yeah, I'm like, it's his personal residence. So yep. I'm very curious who this they need to be relatively is. close. I would assume so. Yeah. But I'm I'm excited to start to get to know more characters. more courts and more characters. Yeah. Um, but then she goes to her room, which oh my gosh, I was like, this sounds like this you know five star luxury resort yes. hotel room. I was like, I want this in my life. I need this. This pool that's you know it's a what do they call the infinity pool? The infinity pool. Overlooking a mountain. Yes. I was like, that's her bathtub. I'm like, I need that's to take bath. notes and redo our house. I know. Um, something that I noticed though is she finally gets a look at herself in the wedding gown mm-hmm. and how utterly ridiculous she looks. I can't. I literally, <laughs> like, I'm picturing again the yep. the dress from Bridesmaids and it's horrendous. It's absolutely horrendous. Yep. Mm-hmm. When she's like in, like looking at the wedding dress, she's mm-hmm. like thinking about how she was about to say no to Tamlin and she's considering like maybe I'd wait until the mating bond snapped into place until I knew for sure it couldn't be some mistake. That I was worthy of him. It's like Farah, you are of course you are worth like you literally saved him, you saved all of Prithian. And even if you hadn't done that, of course you're so worthy of him. Right. Like, I'm sorry, everyone is worthy of someone. I know. She just hates herself so much. I know, but she sounds she honestly sounds like every girl that I've ever met. It's like, you know, you it's just, true. You're just completely putting <laughs> yourself down. Like you think that, you know, everything needs to be perfect before you like say yes to this big decision right and i was just I was like man you're you're really just a typical teenage girl i know like ugh. well i guess she's like technically 20 now because she had that's true she just had her birthday but um but yeah it just like really made me sad just hearing like the way that she like doesn't think that she's even worthy to I marry know. him and like that and then this sort of section ends it's like as soon as the darkness enveloped the room my sobs hit in full great gasping pants that shuddered through me flowing out the open windows and into the starry snow-kissed night i was like oh girl we've all been there i know like you just you're holding it in you're holding it in and you get into bed and you're just like and we're gone yeah just sobs <laughs> endless sobs and it's i mean it's kind of like nice that it just like carries out into the wind it's not like yeah. you, i feel like people wouldn't hear you and you can really just truly break down mm-hmm. which i guess is good <laughs> It's true. And then let's see. So she wakes up the next morning, and those two kind of like handmaidens that mm-hmm. helped her under the mountain have returned. Right. Except they're like 
corporal. Yeah, cor- they're no longer like weird ghost type. I know. I figures. was like, well, this is. I was like, is that like a nightcore thing where you can be a shadow or you can be like Maybe. a real thing? I don't know. Was I that Resand doing that to them? I just thought it was a very interesting talent of yeah, whatever whoever they are. Um, so their names are Nuala and Caradwin, mm-hmm. and they're helping her get ready, and they get her in the bath, and basically she was just talking about how she like did not want to get out of that bathtub and I was like same girl I, it's a pool so yeah <laughs> I, I get it and you have like an amazing view so I totally understand just, I would literally just sit there all day oh yeah that'd be amazing absolutely amazing yep um, she winds up talking to Resand, and we learn that the night court is not always a nighttime. Right. Which was interesting, because I know we've talked about it. Even, like, when we did, like, the mini about just the different Yeah, courts, we were like, what does that mean? I know. We're like, is it nighttime all the time? So all the solar courts, he's like, basically, the laws of nature still apply. We can't just, like, stop the sun from yeah, spinning. So which makes sense. It does make sense. But he said that, like, even some people in his own court, because the the nighttime is so beautiful people like change their schedules basically which i think is kind of cool i think it's super cool i was like i would love to see that i've seen i've not seen i heard i watched like a documentary about um people in like like different scandinavian countries Mm -hmm. do that because they they'll have the thing where it's like only light for like four hours but it's like 2 a.m to 6 a.m or something crazy like that so they'll like Mm -hmm. shift their whole schedules for that it made me think of that i can see that yeah um, real quick, though, before she went and spoke to Resan, something I thought was interesting is there was this tug mm-hmm. that was pulling her to him, yep. similar to, like, at the end of the last book. And so I'm attributing that to, like, the bond as well. Yep. But um, she was a little irritated because she's like, I am not a servant. I would be, too. <laughs> or a dog. <laughs> you can't do that. Yeah, she said, I was like, I'm not your dog. Yeah. Um, and then... And then they talk about um, how the bond works, which, like, you had mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, but Reese is basically saying, like... Oh, that's right. It was here. My yeah. Bad. He <laughs> says, how often do you rifle through my mind when... Or she says, how often do you rifle through my mind when all my shields are down? Um, he said, all amusement faded from his face. When I can't tell if your nightmares are real, threats, or imagined. When you're about to be married and you silently beg anyone to help you. Only when you drop your mental shields and unknowingly blast things down the bridge. And to answer your question before you ask, yes, even with your shields up, I could get through them if I wished. Oh. So I was like, okay, well, first off, that's so sad that, like, oh, no. the reasons, like, he knows thoughts about you is when because I it's like... I can't tell if your nightmares are real threats or imagined. I know. Oh, that's like, I don't know, just really, like, it's sweet and touching and, like, also horrible at the same right. time. That it's like she doesn't know and she doesn't know like yeah. that they're, they're that bad that it's like they're both questioning yeah is it real or fake Ugh. um but then, like this whole thing like him just being very serious about it and what he said it mm-hmm. just makes me think that again we talked about they had some sort of like friendship form right. under this mountain mm-hmm. and it's like you can tell that he wants her to be okay yeah for and sure and so he's like disturbed that she's still having these nightmares mm-hmm. like it said at one point like he like saw her walk down and she was like she's like really thin and he like was displeased or like something along those lines and so like he's very clearly like watching her and like wants her to be okay he's always been like super observant so really just notices all the details about her this is true and i like that he preemptively tells her it's like yes i could just go through your shields and like read everything in your mind but i choose not to right like he's like no i basically i respect you which i'm like that's 
again, like we, there's so much more to this character that we don't know yet, but he clearly respects her enough. Like the way he treats her all the time. It's yeah. like he treats her as an equal, as respect. Like he really does. It's so nice how he treats her. And I love that. Yes. The feminist in me is happy. Yes. Because, because <laughs> it's like, it's such a different, and we'll get into this more in the next chapter or two, mm-hmm. but the difference between how Rhysand is treating her and how Tamlin treats her mm-hmm. is just, they're polar opposites. Oh, it's wildly different. Yeah. So it's just, it's really interesting seeing her in this section at the night court, having just a completely different experience. Especially than what we expected and what exactly. she expected. Yeah. So it's like, it's different than what they expected of the night court, but it's also a polar opposite to what she's currently experiencing. Right. But like in a good way, I think she imagined it would be in a bad way. Right. So it's, I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Anything else for chapter five? Well, it ends with uh, Reese basically oh, yep. telling Vera he, that she wants her to learn to read. So basically the torture that he had kind of jokingly talked about yep. in the first book, it's it's happening. This is this is going to be real life torture. <laughs> so, um, But also good for you, Feyre. I know. It's like you're going to overcome your shortcoming that, you know, almost killed you in the second challenge. And that you were just like so embarrassed over I know. for an entire book. So it's good, but it's, it's funny. It's bad. It's like all the feels on that, like one <laughs> right. little thing. So, but no, that that's it for chapter five. All right. So chapter six, I put, as Reese and Feyre discuss their situation over breakfast, Feyre gets to meet more. Reese begins Feyre's reading and shielding lessons where she makes great progress, and he begins to tell her of war. Mm. Bum, bum, bum. What do you think on this one? Um, I think it's interesting how, like, right out of the gate, it's like, Reese Anne could use this time to do anything Mm -hmm. and he decides for it to be like productive for her yeah right it's like i feel like he could toy with her he could i I don't know like there's so many different things you can do and he's like no you're gonna learn how to read and we're gonna learn how to like lift your like mental shields yeah and i was like you're just like this is not a vacation (laughs) apparently this is school (laughs) so it's like i just thought that was interesting how rather than like I think in some ways he's kind of toying with her because we know she does not want to learn well she does but doesn't um, I thought it was interesting how it's like that was his priority for the week. He's mm-hmm. like, we're going to learn these things. Yeah. And he has like reasoning behind it. He's like, you're about to marry a high lord. Like you need to learn how to read. You need to learn mm-hmm. how to do these things. So I don't know. Just, I thought it was interesting. Yeah. Well, and he also says one thing like when he's talking about like the, the mental shields part, mm-hmm. he says that, I don't know if it was this chapter or later, but he's basically saying like, it's amazing that she hasn't met anybody else that like could Right. Because, like, I thought it was only Rhysand that could, like, read people's minds. And so he makes this comment about, like, it's amazing, like, that nobody else has, like, you haven't run into anybody else or, like, that other people could do this. And I was like, oh, like. There's more people that can do that? There's more people that can do that. I was like, is that not, like, a specific High Lord trait? So I just thought that was, like, an interesting little comment. So I'm curious to see, you know, are we going to meet later on people that can read minds? Is it, like, a night court thing? Yeah. What really. So I was just, I thought that was a really interesting comment. Yeah. And then he's also, like, asking about her powers. Right. So we're starting... The thing that, like, Tamlin wants to keep so secret. Right. Because Reese seems to think that possibly some skills from the other High Lords may have transferred to Pharaoh when she was reborn. Yeah. Um, but... He she, uses the word interesting for, like, the tenth time. I know. <laughs> but she basically... The way she it comes across, she, like, doesn't want to test it out for herself. Yeah. Um, at all. Which I'm not exactly sure why she doesn't want to test it out. I think Tamlin has scared her into not Probably. testing it out. Yeah. 
It's probably true. I don't know. Yeah. But their conversation's interrupted. Mm-hmm. Because Morgan, or Moore, mm-hmm. joins. Yep. Breakfast. And I get good vibes from Moore. I do. I do, too. Like, I made a note that it basically reminds me of Farrah and Lucian, how they yeah. pick on each other. This was very much similar banter, yeah. similar, like, style. So I I liked the connection already. Yes. I totally agree. Mm-hmm. And she just, like, she was so nice to Farrah. Right. And it's like, she didn't have to be. No. Like, Farrah's not, like, particularly kind to Reese, and she's right. clearly somehow connected to him. Mm-hmm. But she's just, like, she thinks it's funny that Farrah's, like, busting on Reese and it's right. like oh this I don't know it's just it's an interesting combination yeah um so then reading lessons um and Reese takes control of her thoughts basically to show her how easy it is for him like and anybody so she does need to actually work on shielding right um, so it's just kind of like teaching her like why she needs to be doing it right um, real quick before that one more thing oh, about yeah. more mm-hmm. that I thought was just like in that interaction yeah um they know well it's technically two things so like one it's he says that she's her own she is his only remaining relative yeah so it's like reese also does not have his whole family mm-hmm. and then more ends by saying like hey whenever you want company give a shout so she's like trying to like continue to interact with pharaoh which yeah. i thought was interesting mm-hmm. and so but pharaoh like just did not engage at all and just went off no. to the and I feel like I'd be the same way it's like yeah you're like your, okay your first or second day there like you don't know any of the like relationships with these people you don't know anything so right I'd exactly. be very worried about hanging out with anybody mm-hmm. um but so we get into mind practice like you mentioned mm-hmm. and we also start practicing reading and writing right where Reese has some hilarious um sentences yes that he has her read the first one is, you look absolutely delicious today, Feyre. And she's not excited about it, but... Mm-hmm. I enjoy funny. it. I think I think the readers find it comical. It was funny. Yeah. Um, and then he confronts Feyre about how she's letting the spring court basically coddle her. Um, and she doesn't have to do anything for herself. Yep. Seems pissed about it, which I did think was an interesting kind mm-hmm. of like feeling from him towards it. Yeah. Um, but he's pissed about how she and they are both acting. And he clearly has some kind of issue with Ianthe. Um, yeah. And I was like, well, maybe it's, like, similar to Lucian's issue with her. How he was, you know, it kind of seemed that he was pissed because maybe. she ran off and basically was free for 50 years while everybody else yeah. was struggling. So it's like, maybe Rhysand knew her, too, and knew that she ran off. And so he's pissed at her for the similar reason. Mm. So That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, at one point, Feyre is, like like what's like your like like why are you doing this right like why are you training me and he said maybe i resent the idea of you letting those sycophants and warmongering fools in the spring court make you feel inadequate Mm. maybe i enjoyed or maybe sorry it's maybe i indeed enjoy seeing you squirm or maybe and he kind of gets cut off but i thought that that was interesting that that it's similar to what you're saying he's like he's just not happy no with how they're treating her with how she's like kind of allowing it yeah. because pharaoh of old you know the human pharaoh would never throw their shoe at a person <laughs> exactly she she was so much more expressive about what she was gonna do she went out hunting she did what she wanted and this like new high fave pharaoh who should be you know she's way more like way stronger way more yeah. everything she's just being sheltered and like not doing anything for herself and it's kind of just an odd like turn of events it really is 
And then she, Pharaoh pulls her classic, how do I get out of this bargain thing? And Reese is like, you don't. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, this is a forever (laughs) thing. We've already established this. Let's not bother reiterating it. Right. Which is funny. Yeah. So he kind of like leaves her to practice, basically. Mm -hmm. Yep. And she makes good progress that day. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is positive. Yeah. Um, and then what else happens? Um, so he winds up bringing her um, to like another room and he shows her a map of Prithian and Highburn. That's and he right. Says, War is coming, Pharaoh. Which is intense. I know. It's, yeah, which, I mean, that's not, I know we had like, it was kind of brushed on in the first book about yeah. how like there could be issues like with the wall and like how mortals should be afraid. But I don't know if I was really expecting war. In this right. book, like, or even in this series, war kind of wasn't my thing. I thought it would be more, you know, battling between different courts over, right. like, specific things. So Not, like, an all-out war. An all-out war. And I was like, is it war between, like, fairies and mortals? Or is it yeah. a combination? Like, who's the war exactly between? Right, because we don't have Amarantha anymore, who's, right. like, the who was the big bad. So it's, like, who, like, how is this going to get instigated again? Yeah. So... so. But yeah, that's kind of how chapter six ends for us. I'm like, oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. All right. And then we move into chapter seven, which is so long. I, say, I have so much on chapter seven. So much happened. Yeah. Um. Okay. This was another like, ah, mm-hmm. sticker. Um, so Reese tells Feyre of Highburn and the impact she might have asking for her help in the coming war. Feyre also overhears Reese and Moore talk of a temple slain, but otherwise is left to read and train alone. She finally returns to the Supreme Court and recounts details of the Night Court, asking to train and help in the war. Hmm. Chapter 7. Chapter 7. There's a lot. I was like, I don't even know if I can do, like, initial thoughts, because it's just, there's, it's a, it's there's a lot so happening. much happening. Um, well, kick us off. Let's kick us start off. at the beginning. The first thing really is about Reese mm-hmm. and like Farah, just their conversation. Um, not so much about the war, but he's basically saying like, "You truly think I'm a monster, even after everything?" Yeah, because she assumes it's him who's going to war, right? And I was like, I have to agree with him. Yeah, I was like, after everything, like he literally saved your life twice. Like he he gave you the yeah. answer to the second task, and then he fought for you. He attacked Amarantha for you. I was like, wh- why would he be he telling you? Like, more times than that because Callan Mike. Uh, yes. After the first task with Everything. the bone. Like. He's done so much for you. I was like, why? If he wanted to kill you, he would have yeah. killed you. Or I, I was just really. But I mean, it's so easy to assume he's the bad guy for him to just pin him as the bad guy. And yeah. just let him. Let herself think that way. Mm-hmm. But I was I was like, come on, Farah, You know better than that well, at this point. Like, we know better than that at this but point. But all she ever hears from, like, Tamlin and the Supreme Court is how right. she's the enemy. Right. So. Yeah. So that was just. She, like, does not know what to do with herself. Yeah. So that was my initial, like, mm-hmm. I don't. I'm like, come on. You know better. I know. But we learn of Highburn, the king of Highburn. Mm-hmm. Who basically. Amarantha worked for herself. Right. She was kind of like a test for him. Yes. A 50 year test. Which, which is their fra- time. <laughs> it's, it's so hard like to mentally even like grasp that concept of time. Yeah. When you're immortal. So Reese kind of like explains who Hibern is, what happened in the war, gives her like a little, some highlights of mm-hmm. that. 
and kind of gets to the point of like what he wants, which is he wants her to like help reason with Tamlin. Basically, right. he's like he'll listen to you. He will not listen to me. Mm-hmm. But I want to know like where he stands. Like, is he going to help? What's right. going on? Which I thought was interesting. I didn't know where we were going with this like war conversation. Right, I didn't either. Um, also, like before we get further into the war conversation, um, when he's talking about like Highburn and like mm. he's been planning this takeover for a century. Reese is basically saying like there's untested well because he's he mentions allies oh yeah um and so it's kind of just like there's untested high lords high priestesses angling for power and then people who would do anything basically to avoid fighting and yeah. so they would just ally themselves with hybrid and so it was like interesting like the the one that really like the untested high lords i kind of get because i think of like the autumn court and how like they treated lucian so i was like i see them kind of as bad guys so i was like maybe they right. would well when he's saying untested high lords he's talking mm-hmm. about the people who are new high lords because right. their original high lords were killed right so like summer court i think is like an example yeah that. but i was like i could see the high lords siding with him like the untested ones i'm not totally sure but with three but, was the high priestesses yeah angling for power because i was like they talked about i think it was like last week we talked about how some of the high priestesses are considered almost equal to high lords. Yeah. So I was like, how, what more power do they want if they're mm. already almost at that high lord status? No, that's a good question. So I thought it was like an interesting, and I was like, shouldn't they be the ones that are opposed to war? Because when I think priestesses, I think of, you know, religious people in right. human world, and yep. they're very anti-war. So mm-hmm. I just thought the, of all the people, like, that was kind of an odd group to I me. I agree. Um, mm. Yeah, and, and then, so, you, like, you were saying why Reese is kind of, like, wanting, why he's telling Farah about all this. Right. So it was for Tamlin, but then he also, he wants her to catch a cereal. Which, I was, <sighs> it was one of those things, like, every once in a while there's, like, little cheesy things in the book. Yeah. In, like, any book series, and this was one of them. I was like, you are the most powerful High Lord ever. And you can't, you've tried twice. He's tried and failed twice. I was like, but... Come on. I was I like, Sarah, this little human caught the cereal. <laughs> how hard is it? I was like, how hard else? is it? Yeah. I was like, come on. She laid a little trap and yeah. she hid in the tree. Yeah. You're the most powerful High Lord ever. Mm-hmm. And you tried twice and failed. I was just yeah. Like, that to me was, I was like, that's a little cheesy. But yeah. I was like, I don't know. Maybe, don't know. maybe not. But maybe the cereal wanted to talk to Farah. I mean, the way it was sounding, because, yeah, because we had mentioned, like, she's human. When was the last time a human ever came looking for a cereal? Right. So it's like, maybe he made it super easy for her to catch him. Because when he was talking to her, if I remember correctly, like, he seemed like he was intrigued. Yeah. Like, that was part of it, is he's like, oh, you don't know this. And right. So I, I almost think, like, the cereal decides who catches him. <laughs> you know and, like and that's my other i'm like it's either like kind of a cheesy thing or it's like yeah. maybe the, he is like super hard to catch and yeah. he just allowed himself to be caught by Farah. yeah i don't know so that was just, i don't know that was just one of those little things i wanted to <laughs> had to mention no that's a good point yeah hmm, but i he doesn't mention what he wants to ask the surreal does no, he no no which like understandably so yeah why why would he tell Farrah well that? if she's gonna help you she's gonna need to know eventually eventually yeah um okay but this next like page and a half of conversation is very intense i think i i literally quoted this Did whole you? <laughs> I, it was you put that all in your phone 
Yeah. <laughs> it was it was so important though. I just yes. I was like I I think I need to read this whole page. Literally the whole page. So before we get into that one yeah. quote because I know the quote you're talking about. Mm-hmm. At one point he goes cuz he's trying to get her to fight in this war too. Right, yeah. He's like what if you have all of like the powers of all the high lords? Yeah. And he goes, "What if you could stand against us? Hold your own, a high lady." Mm-hmm. And she goes, "There are no high ladies," which is right. exactly what Tamlin told her. And he's like, "We'll talk about that later too." And mm-hmm. I'm like, "What? Yeah. What happened to there not being high ladies?" Well, he said that there could be one. Yes. Because he said there aren't any, but he said there could be one. I was like, "Huh?" huh. I was like, "Well, that's an interesting like." Because Talon made it sound like, no, like that's not a thing. Right. But he's like, so I'm just like, well, maybe like if High Lords had kids and there was no boys. Maybe. Like maybe then it's a High Lady that inherits. Yeah, kind I don't of know. Thing. Or like she's just the strongest of the kids and like she beats out mm-hmm. the other one. So it's like, maybe it's a thing. It's just not, there's none now. Well, but the way Tamla talked about it was like, there is no High Lady. Right. So that that's what I assumed. Thing. I assumed it was only men yeah. that could ascend. So it's like, what's going on there? Right. And then when he's asking her to like fight, she's like, Tamlin won't allow it. Mm-hmm. I'm his subject and he is my high lord. Mm. And then he goes, you are no one's subject. I know. And I squealed. Yeah. This whole. So. I'm just, I'm going to read this whole read thing it. because read it's it all so to us. worth hearing. It's just, it's so good. Yeah. So what you were saying. You so no one's Ta- subject. Yeah. So Tamlin won't allow it. And then Reese says, Tamlin isn't your keeper and you know it. She says, I'm his subject and he is my high lord. And then he says, you are no one's subjects. I will say this once and only once. You can be a pawn, be someone's reward, and spend the rest of your immortal life bowing and scraping and pretending you're less than him, than Ianthe, than any of us. If you want to pick that road, then fine. A shame, but it's your choice. But I know you more than you realize. I think and I don't believe for one damn minute that you're remotely fine with being a pretty trophy for someone who sat on his ass for nearly 50 years, then sat on his ass while you were shredded apart. (laughs) Or you've got another choice. You can master whatever powers we gave to you and make it count. You can play a role in this war because war is coming one way or another and do not try to delude yourself that any of the Fae will give a shit about your family across the wall when our whole territory is likely to become a charnel house. Do you want to save the mortal realm? Then become someone Prithian listens to. Become vital. Become a weapon. Because there might be a day, Farah, when only you stand between the King of Highburn and your human family, and you do not want to be unprepared. Oh, oh, I have so chills. I, I like reread this page like three times. First it's... off, I was typing the whole thing out so I could, <laughs> That's part so of I could why write it. Reread it but... but I was like, oh my gosh. If there was ever someone that supports feminism, like that—that that is a pep talk. Oh my gosh! Like, just pull her out of her shit, Reese. I know. Just like she's down here in her brain being dumb, yes. and he's like, "Nope, here you go. Sit in your power. You are incredible. Don't be a pawn." And I just—I felt like I felt empowered on behalf of Thera after this speech. And I was like, "How? How can someone that?" You barely know, honestly. And that is the enemy. But also weirdly intimately know because of this bond. Right. Intimately know and like helped you throughout all of Under the Mountain. But like you don't really know him. You never like, you don't know like what his daily activities are. You know nothing about like his regular life. You know nothing about him. He really doesn't know anything about you on like a, a personal kind of like normal level. Right. And he's basically telling you everything that the person that you love should be telling you. I know. It's like he's 
he's like replacing what Tamlin should be in this scenario. Right. Like it should be the opposite. Like we right. should be the one that's trying to use her as a pawn. Tamlin should be the one that's like, no, you stand up for yourself. You take care of yourself. You I do know. this for yourself. And I was like, this is so sad that he realizes yeah. that she's being used as a pawn and she doesn't. I know. It's because she loves Tamlin. I know. But like, like look at look at this little emoji I drew with those big eyes. Mm. Do you see those big yes. eyes? I just. <sighs> but it's so true. It's like I just I love that he's like you could you have this decision. Like it's not it doesn't matter like what anybody else is telling you. This is your choice. I know. And it's like the Pharaoh that we know would never choose to sit aside and not like defend her family, defend Prithian, defend everything. She's a goddamn hero i know he's preaching to the old pharaoh he is this new pharaoh is just killing me right now i just i i will never be over this no like this page right here just one of the highlights of this book for sure this just what he's telling her you are no one's subject Mm. are you kidding me i know Yeah, I like... And it, I like that he says, but mm. I know you more than you realize. I know. And I was like... But he does. It's like he's been through the past three months with her. Yeah. Whether she, like, wants to acknowledge it yep. or not. He's felt her puking every single night. Like, he, he wakes up thinking, are we in the dream? Or are we, like, is mm-hmm. this real life? Like, are we back into the mountain? Everything she's felt, yeah. he's felt for the past mm-hmm. three months. So he knows her way more than she wants to acknowledge. Probably better than Tamlin at this point. Just for... Like, at least since right. she's become high fae. Which, and that's what we were talking about last week. We were just like, Tamlin, like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, can you not tell that she's in pain? Like, why are you still making her do this? And, yeah. like, his fear is just driving him so much that he's, like, Right, and he's in so seen. much pain, too. Yeah, right. He's in his own pain. Mm-hmm. And so, but it's like, Reese is also, I mean, he was Amarantha's whore for 50 years. Right. So he's been going through his own shit, too. But for some reason, Reese is the one who's, like, no, what are you doing? Yeah. And I don't know if it's because he's able to be a little bit removed from that because right. Tamlin is just so, like, was so traumatized by Feyre dying. Right. Like what Lucian was talking about. Like exactly. Like he, he heard your spine crack. Like right. he heard you die, basically. So it's like maybe that separation allows Rhysand to, like, see this. I think that's the only difference. I truly do. Because it's like Rhysand clearly cares about Feyre yeah. in, like, a... Just even, like, she's a person. Yeah. Like, she should be treated with respect. She's a guest at his court, even though they made this bargain. Whatever. All these things. He treats her as a person, whereas Tamlin is now just... He's so... He can't get over this. He can't separate yeah. the two. And so, like, I get, I get it, but I hate how he's, like, treating her versus, like, now seeing how Rhysand is treating her. It's like, yeah. I want... I need Tamlin to do this, too, even though it's yeah. super hard for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that that whole page, I was like, I, I just like need to frame this and just put it in my room. I was like, I, this is you can do it, Sarah. Like write can, this on your mirror. Yes. Um, just like put it on a post-it, put it on your mirror. You are not a pawn. Like, <laughs> I love it. I know. Um, so then we, you know, move past that. <laughs> yeah, he tells her to like think it over, take the week. He mm-hmm. says, ask Tamlin if it'll it'll. He says, ask Tamlin if it'll make you sleep better. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm. Yeah. But so he just gives her space. Like, mm-hmm. doesn't see her for the rest of the week. More doesn't, like, interact with her, at least, yeah. like, intentionally. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she's just continuing to work on her lessons. When she kind of, like, s- 
is walking around and kind of overhears what Moore and Reese are talking about. Right. But clearly it's one of those things. It's like they they can sense her. They know she's there. Right. And so he's allowing her. It kind of reminds me of like when Tamlin and Lucian mm-hmm. were like allowing her to overhear. Yeah. It was like she was allowed to overhear. And obviously like we're all curious beings. If we overhear something, especially like in somebody else's court, we're like, oh, what? what, what what's going on? What's going on? So yeah. I think he kind of wanted her to hear so that she would be intrigued and like come listen and come Mm -hmm. ask questions possibly um but they talk about how there was an attack on the priestesses yeah um and i was like why it just that's like my first question like now i have all these like weird questions about the priestesses it's like some of them are angling for power they're being attacked yeah like it's just weird stuff happening to them so i'm like is this I feel like they're not the group I think of when I think actual priestesses. Like, I feel like there's got to be, like, some other thing. Like, maybe they're, like, a political party kind of a yeah. thing. So, I don't maybe. know. But they, they don't even know who officially did it. Like, they no. suspect it was an Illyrian war band, but they're mm-hmm. like, we don't know. Right. Which is kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and we start to hear names that we don't recognize. So, we right. see the name Cassian. We see the name Asriel. Mm-hmm. And so they kind of like clearly work with Reese and Moore. Right. So we're getting, again, more names, more depth into the Night Court. Right. Um, and basically it said, or Moore said, Cassie and Az are waiting. They're waiting in the usual spot for your orders. Yeah. So it's like they're still being like secretive about stuff, which yeah. like makes sense, especially because we didn't. We didn't really mention it, but when he showed her the map... Oh, that's right. There was no... Like, everything was marked on Prithian except the Night Court. Right. Like, it was just totally blank. But for obvious reasons, it's like... Because we don't know where Feyre will stand with No, her. and she's going back to Tamlin in a week, and, I mean, if Reese had two ounces of common sense, which she clearly does... Yeah. He would assume that she's going to talk to him about what she saw, like, everything that went on over there, so... Yeah. He obviously doesn't want to give stuff away, so by saying, like, oh, in their usual spot, it's like, they're still being precautious. Yeah. Even though they wanted her to hear, like, about it. Totally. Um. Let's see. So, more vanishes. Mm-hmm. She does the winnowing, is what they called it. Right. Um, but I thought it was funny. Resan says, tell the pricks I'll be there in a few hours. Mm-hmm. And at first I was like, what is happening? And then like, not to jump, but he basically took off flying. Right. He like just walks off the edge. Walks <laughs> off the edge fl- and is flying there. And so I'm like, I'm imagining it's almost like he's trying to burn off like the negative energy. Like when you're pissed, oh, you're like, sure. I'm going for a run or something. So I'm like, he is obviously very unhappy with what just happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but he does kind of explain winnowing because it's, yeah. I mean, we kind of saw it in the first book when he just like appeared mm-hmm. um, or when he left, but he kind of explains how the whole process works, which yeah. was just like interesting to kind of like think through. Yeah. The folded cloth is like yeah. a really interesting metaphor that I'd like. Yeah. But I was like, I see it. Like when before. you like, when I picture it, I'm like, oh, I get it. Like, yeah. Just in how he explained it. I thought that was a cool way to visualize it. Yeah. And then he also explains who the Illyrians are, which is they're a warrior race in his land, mm-hmm. and general pains in his ass. <laughs> yes. um, and just not even specifically about that, but I like that, you know, Rhysand is actually answering the questions that yeah. she's giving him, whereas, like, I think about Tamlin, and it's like he's trying to, he just brushes everything off, he, like, meets with his guys to, like, go over stuff, and yeah. she's just, like, kind of kept in the wedding stuff, and he's not, like, bringing her in, whereas Rhysand's, like, just, like, oh this is what this is like I'm yeah. just telling you and it's like no like I obviously am not going to tell you everything but I explain things yeah. and tell you what you need to know whereas 
Tamlin's right. like not telling her anything. Yeah, Reese has that line because she's not part of his court. Right. She is part of Tamlin's court. Right, so she should, Tamlin should be able to confide in her everything, but he's not. Yeah. So the next morning mm-hmm. is the time when she gets to go home. Yep. And I think it's funny. She like basically like stomps downstairs and is like, it's been a week. Take me home. Mm-hmm. And it says, Reese took a long sip of whatever was in his cup. It didn't look like tea. <laughs> and I was like, he's had a hard day. Yeah. Or a hard night. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, just rather than acknowledging her, because she's like, take me home. It says, like, he studied his studied her clothes and said, that color suits you. And yeah. he's just, like, totally avoiding mm-hmm. the conversation, which I just, I don't know. Again, yeah. amusing Reese mm-hmm. but And he's like, say good morning to me. Like, <laughs> yeah. treat me like a person. And I was like, I get it but like come on you kept her there for a week like but also she's been like living in luxury i know it's like part of me is like just good morning i know it's not that hard i know Mm. um but he brings up he's like are you so eager to get back to the person you were about to say no to and she's like yeah i didn't even think about that i was like yeah i feel like it's one of those things i probably wouldn't have thought too much about either it's just like you're excited to go see tamlin but you have to like face like you have it. consequences when you get back home but it's like one of those things it's like maybe he didn't really she, he didn't know she was gonna say no yeah and so hoping to like not even kind of brush yeah. on that subject kind of thing just like skirt around that yeah um something that made me sad was at one point um so again she says just take me home and he goes i'll tell more you said goodbye and she goes i barely saw her all week and he says that she was waiting for an invitation. She didn't want to pester you. I wish she extended me the same courtesy. Which on one hand is funny, and then on the other mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's really nice. Yeah, like she's she's actually being a polite human, like waiting for an invitation kind Faye, of thing. not a human, Sorry. but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, and then he goes, I told you once and I'll tell you again, I'm not your enemy. Yeah. And she's like, you're Tamlin's enemy. And I'm just like... But like, be smarter than that, Feyre. Like, know. but it's it's hard. It's like one of the you love Tamlin, so you kind of want to stick on his side for everything, right? But okay, real quick. Yeah, she's sticking on his side with this. Right. He couldn't stick on her side for a damn wedding dress. Oh, I know. I know. You know, I, from last week. Anyway, yeah. that's fine. It's fine, Feyre. You're better. It's okay. I, I hear you. <laughs> But it's an interesting, based off what you it just is. said, it's like it's an interesting parallel of how she's very much like standing by Tamlin, everything and, and for Tamlin, supporting him, mm-hmm. and not that he's not standing by her or protecting her, but it's like it's weird how in small ways he's not. It, yeah, it's it's very different. Yeah. Anyway, but so she gets to go home, mm-hmm. and she found Tamlin, and they're excited. Well, they have a mini reunion and then wah, wah. I don't even know I'd call that a mini reunion. They like maybe kiss <laughs> and then he's like, okay, debrief. And I was like, um, excuse me, I what? Know. She was just taken for a week. You can't just go into your room and spend a little one on one time together. I'm sorry, you're not gonna forget everything in the matter of thirty minutes of reconnecting. I know. Come on. I mean, I'm gone for like a weekend, and if my husband isn't like excited, like I know. To see, I'm like, excuse me, yeah, hello, hello. yeah. <laughs> I was pissed. I was like, come on, Tamlin. Yeah, but I, I get it. But it's he's just. I'm like, that's not the appropriate reaction when your fiance comes home. <laughs> it is not. Yeah. Um, but but Farah brings up how she, like she recounts everything for him. 
And then she brings up the powers thing about how she, right. like, how Rhysand thinks she might have powers mm-hmm. and how he thinks she should train. And Tamlin's like, no. Like, yeah. flat out, no. It's too risky. It's too dangerous. Um, yeah. But Lucian also brings up that, you know, the other High Lords might kill Feyre if they find out. Right. Because she has some of their powers. And she's like, I would never use it, like, to hurt them. And he's like, no, no, you don't understand. Like, they just know you have it and they'll be pissed. Right. Because he, like, brings up his dad specifically. Yeah. And how, you know, he definitely never intended to give any of his power away. Um, so I'm kind of like, oh, well, I, you know, I kind of see it a little bit more. Like, not yeah. wanting to... Because it's hard. It's like, how do you keep that secret? Because there's always going to be somebody that sees you practicing, sees you training. Like, it's really hard yeah. to keep something like that super discreet. Um, so I understand, like, why they'd be worried. Especially, like, because right. we didn't realize that that's, like, worth killing someone over. Just exactly. because they have, like, a touch of their power. Exactly. So it's a little more intense of a situation than I initially thought, I think. Right. No, I totally agree. Mm-hmm. Um, something else that... Um, was said so when she was divulging all that information yeah she basically said that she felt like bathing in oil and mud Mm -hmm. so like I'm assuming she just felt like dirty for like giving all of that information Mm -hmm. so I think that's an interesting reaction from her because she's like no you're Tamlin's enemy I don't care I'm gonna do whatever for Tamlin Mm -hmm. but she's also like weirdly guilty about it yeah which I mean, it's, I think... He was nice to her all week. I was going to say, that's the thing. It's like, had he treated her crappy, I think she would have been super eager to give all this information out. But because yep. he treated her like a person, like a guest, just let her be, mm-hmm. I, I would feel like that kind of like, mm, like, I don't really want to... But it's like, I get it. You should. You need to like help Tamlin with all this information. But I could see the feeling kind of grimy after disclosing yeah. all that, you know? Yeah. So, those are all my thoughts. Um, one last thing is at the end, so basically he tells her right no, mm-hmm. and then it says, end of discussion, no room for debate. We stared each other down for a moment, and my stomach twisted further. He was the High Lord, my High Lord. He was the shield and defender of his people, of me. And if keeping me safe meant that his people could continue to hope to build a new life, that he could do the same, I could bow to him on this one thing. I could do it. And then she hears in the back of her mind, you are no one's subject. And she says, maybe Rhysand had altered my mind. She altered no. The thought alone was enough for me to begin feeding Tamlin details once more. So it's like, there's just this weird strain there. I know. Like, everything in that is strained. She's clearly, like, strained with Tamlin, right? Her stomach is twisting, but she's trying to, like, be like, no, I need to do this. This mm-hmm. is for him. This is for the people. But also, I'm no one's subject. And then also, like, it's just such a strained, like, yeah. mess of like thoughts she's and having emotions. like an internal battle with yes. herself basically yep so and that's where we leave it yeah which is a lot happening i know that was a, yeah that was a good section yep um this next week so next yeah. week we're gonna do chapters eight through twelve mm-hmm. and i'm not gonna say the name of it yet yeah <laughs> we will wait till next week for that so we'll divulge that next week mm-hmm. but chapters eight through twelve keep following along and I don't know I'm just so excited to be reading Mist and Fury again I know me too that's that's where my heart is at yeah so let us know what you think yes remember Instagram we mentioned at the top but go follow us there and tell us what you think yep at fairies and fangirls and have a great day bye guys bye Thank you so much for listening to A Court of Fairies and Fangirls, a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast. 
please rate, review, and subscribe and let us know what you think. You can find us on Instagram at, at Fairies and Fangirls. Jump in on the conversation and we look forward to chatting with you more next week. Bye. Bye.